<laughs> and we are back. <laughs> oh, uh oh. <laughs> I give you guys a countdown before I start. I know. I, I do this, this every, I do this twice really, a night. Yeah. You do. Oh, it's really loud yeah. and clear but, too. You know, we're talking. Oh, is it great? Attention. Fantastic. I'm glad. I'm very you glad. Hear it perfectly. <laughs> oh, perfect. So you just choose to ignore me. That makes me feel <laughs> yeah, so much better. I'm sorry. It's because oh. you counted down <laughs> twice. So you yeah. water down fault. the meeting of the countdown when you no, do No, there's the no watering down the meeting. It's literally yeah. I'm counting it down until something happens. There's 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 no plus <laughs> negative against all of this. See, what it is is we're all delinquent children who would sit in the back of the class and we think we can get it in before we're done. You know what? I miss I miss Bobby for this reason. Because he would always say something. <gasps> he what? was like the worst one. No, he would say something what? hilarious beforehand and then yeah. everybody would be like, ha ha ha, having fun as soon as we started stream. Now you're all just like, <laughs> and? So, mm. shut up or I'll mute all of you. Okay, 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 we're done. We're done. We're done. So, when we last left our heroes, finding themselves in the center of a sinister plot and half of the party unconscious, all hope resided in the hands of Scrump. As assailants approached, Scrump used one of his mysterious potions to hopefully unleash fire and brimstone upon his enemies. Instead, the power of the potion transformed those in the area into pastel-colored ponies, which, sadly, not sadly, included Basil. The panicked ponies stomped and bucked around the tavern, knocking over the tables filled with mugs of ale and lit candles. And as the flame touched the strong wines, fire grew all around. As the old saying goes, our heroes were out of the frying pan and into the fire. Using their friend in his now steed form, Tristan and Scrump were able to load up the rest of their companions onto Basil's hind before making a desperate escape as the tavern began to crumble down around them. Finding themselves outside, they noted an angry mob that had been alerted to the commotion now headed their way. And as they glanced over to the side, they take note of a, a horse-pulled cart without its horse, conveniently enough, and so quickly ha hitched Basil to its reins before wildly dashing up to the north and out of the city proper. They traveled for a short time before finding a clearing within a mushroom forest to rest and recuperate. Shortly after their arrival, V, Oksana, and Sicarius all awoke from the poison fed to them back at the tavern, and Basil horse... What do we call you? Wolf bear horse? Something like that? Wolf basil horse. Wolf basil horse. Wolf basil horse also wore off. As they discussed their next move, they were interrupted by the sound of a high-pitched plea for help, and being the heroes that they are, immediately responded. In a clearing not far from where they were, they came across a small half-rabbit, half-bat creature known as the Nectar, being trapped atop a large obsidian boulder by strange reptilian creatures. Fighting the creatures back, they were able to save the small Nectar, whom introduced himself as Blink. Blink offered to escort the party back to his village to find shelter and heal wounds from the previous battle. Having finally found Grimor's village, the party learned part of Grimor's origins. That something had happened to his mother, causing his father to take him and leave. However, Blink did not know the full story, as the only village elder known as Grandad knew. 
Unfortunately, Grandad was not available to regale the story as he was currently missing. Blink informed the party that not long ago, a darkness came in the form of a black ooze covering their sacred shrine and blocking out the crop-bearing lights it gave off. In fear of a dangerous migration, Grandad ventured into the temple in an attempt to stave off the darkness. But that was many days ago, and Grandad had not returned since. Again without hesitation, Oksana offered assistance after a proper rest. And the following morning, Blink took the party to the location of the fields and the shrine. And as the party stared out onto the horizon, they were met with the sights of a wasteland filled with dozens and dozens of puddles of black, inky ooze. And so, our story continues. That was a weird start to the music there. I don't know what happened there. That was weird. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the song so it all lines up properly. This this makes it less weird for sure. I know. I know, right? Yeah. Good job. Thanks. Got it. If we whisper, they won't hear okay, us. Shut up. The other song started. Okay. 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 Staring out across the fields. <laughs> I'm going to murder every single one of you. I'm sorry. I, I spilled on my chest. I'm sorry. I'll hide it. It's expected. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> Staring out across the fields, a grim, grim scene unfolds across the subterranean landscape. In front of you lies a desolate crop field that once teemed with life now stands as a haunting testament to the decay and despair. Rows of withered plants, twisted and contorted. Their skeletal forms now wilted and sagged. For the once vibrant crops have all been consumed by a black ooze. A viscous substance that coats and seeps through the ground. A thick, repulsive, ink-black liquid seems to cling everything it touches, transforming the landscape into what looks like a sickly shades of gray and black. Yuza's presence is unmistakable, its stench overwhelming, seemingly imbuing the air with a putrid aroma that lingers like the air itself is cursed. Congealed puddles of ooze slowly bubble, each pop sending more of the stench into the air proper. At the far end of the desolate fields, you notice the small shrine that seems to emerge from the suffocating darkness. Its beautiful craftsmanship, clearly once a testament to the building, builder's artistry, now obscured beneath layers and layers of the pudding. The shrine's carvings and intricate designs are barely discernible, having been suffocated under the weight of the sludge. But even still, you can just barely make out a small, dark entrance carved into the shrine itself. However, the entrance is also obstructed by the clinging black ooze, forming what looks like an impenetrable barrier around the entirety of the shrine, guarding whatever secrets lie beyond. What would you guys like to do? 
Basil um, takes a moment, breathing in the, the atmosphere of this place, and says, Is it strange that there's something oddly familiar about this? The lack of color, the desolation. It reminds me of the book. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You're right. I'll, um... I'll start to make my way towards the temple, um, trying to avoid the puddles. I'll, um... I suggest that if we if we proceed, we do so carefully. We don't know if, um... These... Oozes... Are, um... Are able to... Interact with these puddles over here. And mind your footing. Just because we are standing on ground and earth doesn't mean that lying below the surface may be one of these puddles as well. Basil, can uh, you tra- sense uh, if Nightmare King is here? Uh, good question. Can I, GM, can Basil sense if the Nightmare King's presence is here? Sure. I would say go ahead and make a religion check for me. Okay. I uh, focus my attentions and... That's not terrible. That's actually really not terrible. I got a 21 on my religion check. 21. You close your eyes for a moment. And focus. Remembering the connection and the relationship that you share with the Nightmare King. And reaching out into the darkness of your own mind... You don't feel the presence of the Nightmare King here. But that's not to say you're not alone. (laughs) It's strange. I, um... I don't sense the Nightmare King. But there is something powerful at play here. Do you think this is another book? There are all different books, yes? Maybe they all have the same kind of mechanics, no color, no, you know. Wait, you're Perhaps saying this I whole would... place is a book? <laughs> not we are saying entirely. We are not sure. I'm going to say, isn't the Nightmare King inside the book? Yes. Um, Scrump, you've only been with us for a short period of time, so uh, I'm not sure how much has been told to you already, but... Because I had my Disney princess phase. Right, you sang a lot. Yes. I'm not doing that. But there are things in this world that we are looking into, things we don't fully understand. My power comes from this, and I hold up a black tome. This book is one of a set of very powerful artifacts that contain entities quite powerful that have control over various emotional spectrums. The one in this book is a is known as the Nightmare King, uh, a being of fear and doubt that lingers here and is the source of my power. Part of an arrangement made by myself and this entity is that we seek out other books like it. There are books of anger, books of hope, books of joy, and others that are out in this world, and we have yet to find another. Perhaps 
I, I, having never encountered another one of these books, perhaps they do all share that similarity. Whatever it is that I sense, it is not the Nightmare King, and could very well be, as Oksana says, another one of these artifacts. If we find this book, will he be able to feel it on you, or sense it? I, I would be surprised if he couldn't. He's always kind of had a measured hand where I've traveled, so we must at least presume that he knows what I do. What a creep, man! Yes, he's yes. not my favorite person, <laughs> that's for sure. And if it is another book, <laughs> shall we read that one too? No, Sakari. But how are we going to find out which one it is? Well, let's say <laughs> we open it and a scary black thing comes out. Just shut the book. We'll be fine then. Literally a cautionary tale, Sicarius. But, um, yes, I think Oksana is right. We should just keep a weather eye and tread with caution. So Again, you think if... a book is responsible for all this ooze surrounding the area? Just, it's a, it's a theory. Uh, a, a very viable theory, because if I could sense something in someone, it's the only logical connection I could have. They said that the ooze came from above, though. So maybe they are linked. I don't know. <laughs> um, can I say that we're saying this while we're walking through the, um, the area towards the shrine? Watching our feet, as you said? Yeah, um, I want to try, if there's like a stick or something... I want to kind of use it to test the ground as we're walking, because what Basil thinks is is maybe there's going to be like like just because we can see puddles of these black ooze doesn't mean there's not going to be like some dirt over a puddle that we don't see and then get our foot jammed into it. So I want to use a stick to kind of just make sure the area in front isn't going to collapse on itself. Sure. Okay. Wait. As you all continue forwards, you hear the bubbling of the puddles on either side of you. Basil, now taking the leads, begins to feel out directly in front of him, ensuring that every step you take is solid. The still and warm, moist air hangs like a veil as the toxic smell continues to assault your senses. It wraps you up in this putrid blankets of dense fumes and your own sweat. Your slow and careful movements near torture as you continually fight the urge to gag. Moving through the fields, you're reminded of the stories of the aftermath of some of the great battles you've heard of. Where instead of corpses here, the flies and other swarming scavengers eat the flesh of the once ripe fruits. Not a gust of wind touches the air, only the sound of thick, bubbling, and occasional crunching of the withered leaves under the boots. You feel isolated and closed in, even in a wide open field. A few hours here would surely drive anyone mad. When suddenly the silence is broken, with a loud rustling not but twenty feet away from you, you all stop in your tracks as you spin around looking for the source. You wait, listening intently. But all you find is silence. 
Looking around at your companions, they all seem to have the same slight look of bewilderment and slight concern as well. That you're sure that yours face does as well. You all remain frozen in the spot, just listening. But you hear nothing. Not a single sound. The bubbling continues. A moment passes. And yet nothing. When bursting from the withered shrubs, a tidal wave of black ichor erupts all around you. Inky black tendrils begin to whip out from all sides, reaching in towards all of you. I need you all to make a dexterity saving throw for me. Oh! Yes. Oh, jeez. I was enjoying the silence. Oh, come on. Right. 17. Nine. Nat 20! Wow. That would be an eight for V? Wow. Yeah, I rolled a two. (laughs) With a plus zero, 12. Okay. 22. And Tristan? Not today. 20 for me. Very good. Very you go. For those of you that rolled under 13, the tendrils begin to whip around. They slap against your arms and legs and faces like swimming in a school of jellyfish. A fiery burning scorches just over your exposed flesh, sending out trills and screams and cries of pain. Your skin immediately begins to bubble from the uh, corrosive properties of the ooze. You each take five points of acid damage if you are under 13. Oh. Five under 13 for acid. Correct. Surprisingly enough, it was Oksana's quick and nimbleness that you were able to dodge out of the way of the tendrils grasping, for you're far too fast and quick for them. And just by luck, you have moved in a way to reveal what looks like an escape. The lowest concentration of the ooze is along the path leading up to the temple, and with a bit of luck, you and your friends might have a chance to escape. This way, everybody! And she'll point to the path that she can see. Follow me! Stay close. Quickly following behind Oksana, you rush towards the path. Once away from the now almost enclosed area you were just in, you straighten up and continue to dash ahead. Chat, I need you to roll me a D6, exclamation point D6, please. On either side of the path, more of the viscous liquid kind of darts beside you, hopping in and out of the decaying crops, like almost like dolphins jumping through the water while riding the current. Uh, who do we get? Uh, whoa, whoa, that went too quickly. The first one was, um, do, 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 one, two, three, four. Okay, uh, Sicarius. Looking, looking upward, a branch of a small dying tree seems to reach out onto the pathway, just as you're about to pass. Like a serpent striking from the tree, another tendril lashes out. I need you to make another deck saving throw for me. Fifteen. Fifteen is just enough as you're able to just slightly dodge out of the way, almost in bullet time, as the inky tendril flies out towards you. While it ev- you evade it uh, on your skin or touching your hands or face, it does seem to latch a little bit onto your chest plate. Immediately, it sticks to, to it, but you're able to pull free, tearing the ooze now in two. 
Um, next D20 was doopa 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 doo. I see V. As the path begins to disappear in front of you, as you rush forward, suddenly a pothole seems to emerge, but a few feet away from you. It's also filled with this black ichor that continues to bubble. You have no time to maneuver around it, and you attempt to jump over it. Go ahead and make a deck saving throw for me. Come on! I rolled... I thought it was a 20, but it's our dice, so it's a nat one! No! <laughs> All right, as you attempt to jump over the pool, you watch as underneath you it begins to writhe up like the uh, the initial oozes from the crops when you first entered into the field directly. You also take five points of uh, acid damage. Okay. As the uh, can I burn? Sorry, go can ahead. Can I burn my hero point to do to intervene here? Your hero point? I'm sorry to hero point. My inspiration. <laughs> Uh, what would you like to do? Um, I would like to uh, transform into uh, Werewolf Basil and attempt a athletics check to um, intercept um, V as she is jumping across uh, to kind of pull her away from the path of the, the acid splash. Okay, fair enough. As you attempt to do so, I need you Where's both to make dexterity like? saving throws. V, you can go ahead and do so with advantage. Oh, should I hold off on taking that damage then? Yep, hold now? off. Okay. He got a nice uh, 16. Okay. Uh, Boyfriend now. Plus six. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Nice <laughs> wow. Shade. Shade. You look up look, from pretty way ahead. The only... <laughs> no, no, no. You want, you, if you want to play this game, Rob, the only reason V is getting protected is because she's not as heavy as you to drag while you're unconscious. Wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. V, what'd you roll? Uh, 22. 22. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as you jump out of the way, you watch as it begins to reach up. As it does, it continues upward towards your back, just barely touching your weapon, seemingly looking to crawl over top of you. However, you see Basil within his wolf form now rush towards you and grab you and pull you out of the way. You hear a sickly little snap of, um, of the ooze as just a tiny bit seems to have latched onto your weapon. However, it does not hold you back or hold you in place uh, as you continue to rush forward. As you grow closer and closer on the horizon, the temple grows closer and closer, but the ooze that continues to flank either side of you on the path seems to be speeding up and now growing larger. You watch as the leaping ooze throws itself towards the temple, converging with the thick veil that already exists. As the last bit climbs the final column, the blanket of oil now begins to peel itself away from the shrine, wrapping and forming itself around itself. Now mostly pulled away from the roof, it extends upward and outward, displaying its giant size, easily no smaller than 20 feet. And from the tip, it begins to separate into what can only be described as a mouth. And to your horror, it lets off a gut-wrenching, guttural roar. As its body slams down to the ground next to you, its thick tendrils begin to emerge, already looking to pursue its next victim. Okay. And I'm going to need you all to roll initiative for me, please and no. thanks. We are starting off strong for the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go, as they say. Find something else I have to kill for you all. 19. <laughs> 
Oh, I gotta roll stuff too. I gotta roll stuff too. Oh, uh, yeah. is there a battle map for this this one? It's about to be. Five. Yeah. Okay, uh, I will hold off until I can click on my token because then it'll okay. roll it in the uh, uh, thing. All right. Maybe this will be another battle. I just say, yeah, it's not worth it. Let's go. Uh, V. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Sorry, say again. Fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> Oof. Tristan. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. And Scrump. Yep. Uh, nineteen. Uh, nineteen. Very good. Okay. Very good. Very good. Very good. Okay. I'll let you all go first. Thanks, Ross. Uh, okay. And we need to move <laughs> over to here. And let's see if we can pull this down a little bit. Oh no, I don't want to go too far down. Fantastic. Okay. Did you did you get mine, Dave? Uh, yep. If you roll on D and D Beyond, I automatically. See I didn't. It. I didn't. I rolled here. Did you roll an eighteen? Yeah, I did. This. How do you, you know that? Weird. I didn't. So I didn't. I, I rolled it here. Uh, mm. Let's zoom in a little bit so we can see what's going on. Uh, okay, uh, Scrump, what is your? Oh no, it already did it for me. Okay, fantastic. So, as uh, as you all watch as this large pile of goop now slams down onto the floor, it immediately starts rushing towards you as its tendrils begin to reach out to each one of you. Uh, I'm going to say Scrumpy and Basil. Basil, what's your AC? Uh, presently 13. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you watch as it throws out its tenderly arms, as it, the tenderly arms seems to jettison towards the three of you. Scrump, already in a bit of a commotion yourself, you feel it as it latches onto you for a moment, causing a desperate, a desperate pain. Uh, V, quick and nimble as always, you're able to kind of maneuver out of the way in one of your typical dance moves. Basil, however, becoming the larger sense or larger sense of its, of yourself is unable to avoid it. Um, Scrump and Basil, you both take six points of bludgeoning damage and 12 points uh, of I... acid damage. All right. Okay. I am resistant to bludgeoning. Okay. So that's half. So um, three points. Yep. Um, but as this happens, uh, I am going to instigate my plot twist. And um, I, you watch as Basil sort of um, tries to take the hit as it's resisted by these this wolf fur that's almost like cables uh, in terms of like how thick it is. Uh, he scratches his claws outwards and howls. As that wolf howl expands outwards, uh, the edges of the tendrils start to catch fire with this dark flame. Uh, and I need him to make me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, oof. That's low. Uh, that is going to be a four. That is not going to do it. Uh, so that is a glorious 16 points of fire damage. Okay, very good. Uh, yeah. As the fire kicks up around it, you watch as it easily catches on in flames as it seems to create quite a uh, a a damaging hit towards the creature itself, remembering what uh, Kether had said to you back at uh, at the shop. Um, Nate, high or low for your benefit? I'll uh, go high. Oh, 
Okay. Basil, high or low for your benefit? Uh, high. As the tendrils seem to touch uh, your armor, it seems to begin to corrode immediately. Both of you take a minus one to your ACs. Well, that's not the benefit we want to be. Ooh. All right, that's going to wrap up its term. Scrump, you are up. Oksana, you're on deck, followed by Tristan. Perfect. Uh, Scrump kind of getting knocked around. Let me see the layout here. We are all there. Okay, yeah, so Scrump getting kind of knocked around here. Um, He's, like, inadvertently just going to get, after that last tumble, going to fall forward. Be like, ah, ah, crap! And then something out of his backpack is going to fall forward. Tink, tink, tink. And then just kind of rip off in a green haze. And I'm going to cast uh, Melf's Acid Arrow. Very cool. Okay. So uh, I will do make a ranged spell attack against the target on a hit. You take 44. Bunch of acid. Well, let's do this. How's a nat 20 plus a 5 sound? Woo! Sounds good to me. Go ahead and double your damage, my friend. Oh, dude, that's great. 44. Uh, I'm going to roll this all day. As the small arrow seems to fall out of your bag, the, the overall momentum of you rushing forward causes it to um, hit the corner of a stone directly in front of you, somehow causing a little bit of momentum towards the creature as it rushes directly towards it, catching it directly in the center of what you would assume to be its chest. It tears a hole directly through. Are you able to see to the other side towards the temple? Uh, damage? Uh, damage, okay, perfect. Uh, 19 acid damage, and on its start of its next turn, it takes 2d4. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Is there anything I'm else you'd like to do on your turn? Like, totally meant to do that! Uh, no, for myself, um, <laughs> just gonna do a little bit of movement on the map. Okay. But, we'll figure it out. I'm gonna move, I'm gonna move between the uh, and, Is it not, uh, did it reset on me again? No, it should We're not going to talk about it, Dave. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> you're the other Nate today. Okay, go ahead. You should be able to move again. Yeah, you're right. Move myself down. Here comes splash. So, let me go here. Cool. Okay. Um, uh, Oksana, you were up. Tristan, you're on deck. Okay. Um. Uh... Seeing, sorry, go ahead. It was it was me, right? Not yeah. Tristan. Oksana's up. Yeah. Tristan's on deck. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, seeing the armor start to corrode, I would imagine that like the camera like pans into Oksana's face as she's like trying to think, and she's thinking about how the merchant told them about uh, told her about like the weakness with acid and fire. And then how her armor's made of metal, so it'll probably corrode too. Like she's just working through it. Sure. <laughs> so instead, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna use my movement. Uh, so she kind of like snaps to it, and then immediately goes into her rage <laughs> with <Okay>. her roar. <laughs> she jettisons towards the creature. Can I be lighting? I want to light the torch with my action. Uh, or if it's gonna take me another turn, that's okay. Like I want to be like pull out the torch and like kind of light it like slow motion running towards this thing. Okay. And then I have another attack too. I, I want to fight it with the torch. Like I want to swing at it with the torch. Okay, fair enough. I'm gonna say 
Well, let's do a constitution saving throw. Um, And we'll use your stats, but this is for the flame to see if you can actually keep it lit. Roll. 22. 22. Uh, unquestionably, you begin to rush towards this creature, pulling things out of your backpack. Uh, you find your tinder. You find these the torch itself as you begin to flick it wildly um, using a small flint rod towards it. The torch seems to burst into flames. That is your action, though. Oh. Uh, so I got one more ac- attack. I got one. I should have like two. Maybe I'm understanding it. No? Okay, Rob's saying no. It's probably not. All right. You use your attack action, yes, you get to attacks, but you can't Got just separate it. your attacks. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. I guess so I'm, I'm just you get like, action surge? She's readying, she's just holding the torch and ready to swing at it next turn. Okay, and where are you running up to? That I should have done. You should have. Uh, just also a side right note, when you go to, to try it. to do things, make sure that you um, just just try the bonus action. I might feel generous that day. I used the bonus to rage. You mm. did too. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Look at you getting all good at D and D. Um, actually, I have, I have my moments. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, you climb. You rush up towards the creature uh, and stop there. Tristan, you're up. V, you're on deck. Swish you're muted. muted. Just need to be muted, and then I forget to go back. Um, I just move a little bit to the side, and I will just uh, cast Mage Armor on myself, so some Spectral Bones are going to cover my body, uh, because I do not want to get hit in the face again. All right. And that would be it for my turn. Okay, fair enough. Uh, v erupts. Karius, you're on deck. Uh, v, thinking about all the things that uh, she can't do, uh, she will. Uh, she is going to hold on, hold on. Uh, she's gonna move a little bit forward, just here. Thirty, um, and she is gonna uh, plant her feet, uh, and she's going to uh, focus uh, inward, and you'll see the wind sort of like blow around her hair a little bit, uh, and she will cast uh, hold. Fuck, I don't even think this is going to work. You have hold monster? Uh, fuck, I don't have hold monster. <laughs> it's not a person. What was the point of that, man? Okay. I, I, fuck me. All right. What are you well, doing? I, what are you doing? I, okay, okay, okay. Um, V will cast dissonant <laughs> whispers, the same thing. Her hair is blowing, and then all you hear around this uh, creature is... Um, her playing the flute and the triangle and the cymbals like simultaneously around uh, it. It. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, as it begins, in combat, as I you begin apologize. to hear clanks and clinks of strange instruments, a small flute as well as what seems to be bagpipes, but it's hard to tell at this point in time, um, where it causes you all immense emotional pain. It seems to have no effect for a creature with no ears. I hate... Sicarius, you were up. What would you like to do? Basil, you're on deck. Oh, wait, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. I have on. a bonus action. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yes, more to verse more, please. That's <laughs> um, uh, uh, V will walk over to Tristan. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn it. 
Hold on. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we will cast Bardic Inspiration. I uh, and she'll look over to Tristan. This is scared. Mikey, <laughs> <laughs> <Like he> damage. <laughs> Wait, Tristan's scared. Good, stay that way. <laughs> <laughs> she'll look over to Tristan and say, "Tristan, feel my shirt." Oh God, I'll do it. Just <laughs> say. See that? It's made of girlfriend material. Oh. <laughs> oh. I immediately heard that's actually my, that's page. actually my favorite one so far. That's so desperate. You just friend zoned yourself. You just totally friend zoned yourself to everyone ever that ever existed. <laughs> Not me. Oh, Sorry about that. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> I, will, I, 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 I will look towards Basil and wink. <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 Yo, Tristan's turning into Mr. Steal your mom and your girl. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> V, as you look over towards Tristan, he seems to have this blank look on his face, like he has no yeah. interest whatsoever. You feel it in your heart of hearts. You, my friend, have yeah. received Darkheart. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Black. Thank you. Thank it's you. about time. It Thank is about you, time. Okay, with that said, uh, any more movement? Anything else you want to do? No, that only Basil, turn. you're up. What would you like to do, my friend? Wait. I thought um, I was up. Oh, sorry, Sicarius. Yep, Sicarius is next. Man, you took so long, you skipped my turn. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, all that was going on. Sicarius will pull out his sword in that uh, vial that we bought from the uh, shop that said it could possibly hurt oozes. He's going to apply that to his weapon. Is that a bonus action or an action? Uh, or mm, because I'm feeling very nice and generous today, I will say you can use a bonus action. Alright, then I will apply... Well, watching all that crap go on, he's going to apply it to his weapon, and okay. then take my move action, move up next to Oksana, and with my newly coated weapon, try to do what I do best and hack and slash at this thing. Let's do it, baby. Oh, what did I do? I don't know. Oh, I didn't do well, anything. It's just the music's being weird right now. You're putting on funeral music for it. That's all right. <laughs> anyway. No, not yet. Not yet, my friend. All right, as you right. rush towards the creature, weapon drawn. First swing is a 25. 25 absolutely hits. All right. Does that just, that potion that's on, does it add any damage or it just makes it more lethal for what they hit? Uh, it makes, it essentially makes it um, vulnerable to it. All right. So the first swing is uh, damage is 13 points. Oh, no, it, it does have something against it. You get an extra 2d6, I believe, is what I said. Oh, Yay. Oh, yeah, so I wrote it. I wrote it. And then another eight. Sorry, so what is that in total? Uh, let me do math real quick in my head. I don't know. So, uh, 21. 21. Very good. Second swing. As I'm splattering it all. Not 20, baby. Boo, nice. boo, 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 boo. All right. So that's, that's going to make one of the nice. Woo! Fuck that stuff. All right, so the, the swing is 15, and then the extra damage, because that's also. 
is gonna be another phase, so that's five, so 23. And I'm gonna use, uh, because it's a, I'm not gonna waste it, I'm gonna use a second level spell. So or hold on, hold on, hold on. Might. So you did, so you did 15. Did you double that? No, that was the crit damage. That was all the dice. Rolled. Oh, okay. So 23 altogether. It was horrible. Okay. That's why I cussed. Fair um, enough. Okay. A lot of ones. <laughs> and uh, so 15 plus the 8, that was all crit. And then I'm using a second level for 3d8. Uh, where's my 8? There, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So this is radiant damage on it. Okay. For an additional 30 points of damage of radiant. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> All right. As there it is. Oksana, you watch now rushing up beside you. Sicarius now pulling out his sword. You watch as he dashes some of the acid over top of it that you got at the apothecaries. He comes through swinging wide as he crunches down on the creature. Now, without any further ado, he spins around one more time, hacking away. You watch as little bits and pieces of the ichor begin to fly off all around you. As he raises his sword to the sky, you watch as a radiant golden glow now be appears and begins to vibrate over top of his sword as he crashes down directly in the center of it, splitting it directly down the center as it kind of flops over to the side. It stops moving for but a moment before it begins it to wink, wiggle once again. Oh. Ah. Now both sides... Let's it all be doubled on top of that. I feel like you're lying. But no, if it's vulnerable, <laughs> no, it's double I there. agree. Oh, oh. It's very math. It is math. <laughs> it's not my thing. Lots of numbers. The creature now splits directly in two. Great. Um, uh, okay. That is. Is there anything else you want to do on your turn, Sicarius? Just flip my hair and proud of myself. Very oh good. My All right, fair enough. Basil, you're up. <laughs> what would you do? Still standing in wolf form. Have honor, my Was friend. Was that supposed to help us, Sicarius? More for us to kill. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, give us a lift then. And I'm going to charge at the... Well, at Sicarius, and what I hope to do, if Sicarius will help, is uh -oh. um, I want to use Sicarius as kind of a platform to get, like, a leap going, uh, and then using my jaws, I want to try and bite into this ooze with my, like, razor-sharp claws kind of hanging onto it and trying to tear chunks out of it with my mouth. So what, you're looking for, like, a little ramp? Yeah, well, either a ramp or a boost or whichever, whichever you prefer. All right, well, then uh, I could possibly use a reaction to if I see that, then I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of like lean over and give like a leg for him to jump off if you want. Stick it out. Nice. So you, yeah, you, you watch as Basil sort of gets like down uh, on all fours and uses those powerful hind legs to just propel himself forward and then leap. <laughs> but I stick my sword out. I'm just oh Jesus my god! <laughs> Amazing! I'm just eat your sword. As Basil begins oh, to sorry. rush towards uh, the creatures in his feral form, he leaps off of and jettisons, springboarding off Sicarius. As Sicarius pushes up forward, you watch as now probably about ten feet into the air, Basil kind of soars over top of the rest, falling directly on one of the ooze. Are you going for the left or the right? Um, let's go for the left, uh, left one, yeah. Okay, go ahead and make an attack roll for me. Okay, um... 
Here we go. And that is a 19 to hit. Uh, 19 absolutely hits. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. All right. Uh, so that is plus the extra 18 points of acid damage. Ooh. Nice. God damn. As, uh, as his fangs then drip this kind of caustic, uh, green fluid and just starts peeling pieces off. All right. As, uh, you bite down into the, the oozy, inky, viscous liquid. Uh, you begin to tear it apart. You watch as more bits fly everywhere, coating the ground all around it. However, as you do, you begin to feel a burning sensation. In your mouth, Sicarius, not anywhere else. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> You're going to go ahead and take four points of acid damage. And do higher I take acid damage from touching with an acid attack? Uh, anything that I literally touches... have acid in my mouth. Uh, and technically, it is—is is it considered a magic weapon? Uh, it is a spell, technically. So, uh, yeah, okay. It's a, it's it, yeah, and it doesn't do any melee damage. Like, there's no bludgeoning, slashing, piercing. It's all acid damage. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. So I will say, no, you don't take acid damage then. Okay. Um, and then with my bonus action, as I'm as I'm ripping this apart, you can see that Basil's nose turns to the air and starts smelling around, and then his eyes, golden, kind of turn towards Sicarius. Uh, sorry, not Sicarius. Um, Tristan. And uh, you watch as he as Basil opens his mouth, and the underside of Basil's wolf mouth, you actually see the the soft palate and the back of his throat are filled with eyeballs that look directly at Tristan as they suck up that fear that you mentioned before. And I'm gonna, he said he was afraid and I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna heal as a bonus action. <laughs> I'll allow it. Oh my your God. Wow. You're lucky. You're lucky I'm feeling generous tonight, folks. That Let me just tell generous. you that. All right, is there anything else you wanna do on your turn? Uh, no, that is all. Okay, fair enough. Uh, as it's layer action, you watch as the two oozes now um, reach backwards towards the small shrine. They seem to rip off two of the col- the heavy stone columns. You watch as parts of the shrine now starting to teeter and fall over, mostly just the roofing, still keeping its overall structure. Uh, one is going to go ahead and is going to make a swing with it towards... Basil, Sicarius, and Oksana, I need all of you to make dexterity saving throws for me. Can we do, like, charisma or something? While this is happening, the other ooze is going to start making its way towards the others, uh, and it's a 20-foot range, so that puts you two there. Okay, fair enough. Nine. I'm, I'm too busy celebrating my awesome hit with the nat one. <laughs> okay, and, uh, Basil? Wow. Uh, 18. 18. The, uh, the ooze swings the column around as the thick, round piece of stone comes flying towards you. Many of you are able to, or sorry, Basil is able to dodge out of the way, albeit Sicarius and Oksana, you seem to be a little bit too preoccupied at this point. You both take 15 points of bludgeoning damage and are both knocked prone. Oh, damn. As this happens, the other half of the ooze is also going to begin to swing around its column as it's reaches it out towards 
uh, V and Tristan, I need you two to make uh, dexterity saving throws for me. Ah, spoke to Great, 12. Okay. Uh, eight. Okay, again, both of you getting knocked aside by this large column, uh, both taking 15 points of bludgeoning damage, <gasps> and you're both knocked prone. <laughs> Yo, that's so yeah, much hello. for me. Oh, as V's flying through the air and getting knocked down, blood is spitting out of her body. <laughs> All right. Uh, which takes us back up to the top of the round, which is the, the uh, ooze's turn at this point. Sorry, go ahead, Scrump. Oh, it's Lair's action. I'm sorry. Ooze's turn. Go ahead. Yeah. I forget that was Lair's action. Okay. I do have a question for you, though. When they At the end of the turn, because I apply the acid damage before the split, are they both supposed to take acid damage at the end of the turn? They will, yeah. Okay. And is that the beginning or the end of their turn? End of their turn. End of their turn? Okay, it's fair enough. Uh, okay, so the first is going to maneuver in front of uh, Basil, Sicarius, and Oksana. Been nice wow. knowing you all. It seems <laughs> that... Oh, right, you two are down, so I get an advantage on the rolls. Okay. Oh, us too. Oh, good. Okay. So we're getting attacked. I love it's that. It's a ranged attack, so no. Basil. So as um, it's definitely not a ranged attack. Uh, Basil, uh, still standing on your feet, you're easily able to see the incoming of the black inky tendril of the first uh, black ooze and able to dodge out of the way of it. However, Oksana and Sicarius down on the ground, you watch as it the black inky tendrils kind of leap up into the air as it splashes down over top of you. Both of you take uh, six points of bludgeoning damage and 12 points of acid damage. Uh, and Oksana, higher low for your benefit. Hi. Oh. Rob, higher low for your benefit. Low. Okay. Uh, as it, the ink kind of squishes you down against the ground, you feel the corrosive burning over top of, of your skin, your clothes, your armor, your weapons. Oksana, you, uh, I guess technically, no, because you didn't, that's, yeah, okay. So your hand axes, you get a minus one to your attack rolls with them. Sicarius, you take another minus one to your AC. I don't like this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How much damage? It was three and six? No, it was six and twelve. Twelve. Six yeah. and twelve. Okay, got it. I got it right. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, the other ooze, now seeing the two other companions knocked down, is going to flank around either side of you and take three more attacks against you guys. Holy f- Whoa. Hi, yeah. guys. Nice I will be dead. This is awkward. Are you kidding me? Jesus oh. fucking Christ. Okay. Uh, again, Basil, you're easy, easily able to dodge out of the way. Oksana and Sicarius, as the other two tendrils now pull away from you, you watch as two more from behind come flying down in front of you. However, both of you are able to just roll out of the way of both attacks. I did not roll higher than a six out of six rolls. Sorry, out of five rolls. Dear Lord yeah. in heaven. Yeah. Uh, with that said, oh, keep talking, Jess. Keep <laughs> talking. Uh, so, Scrum, go ahead and uh, roll. <laughs> give me, uh, give me some attack or some damage rolls. Perfect. Uh, first one's gonna take seven acid. Okay. Second one's gonna take five acid. Okay. That's before any weaknesses or anything. Okay. 
Um, more and more, the creatures seem to whittle away as parts of their inky blackness begins to just drop off, like almost like skin burning in a fire, just dripping off from the rest of the main body. Uh, that is going to end their turn. Scrump, you are up. Oksana, you're on deck. Perfect. Um... Okay, I think I got something. I think we got something here. Well, you got something cooking? Okay, okay. I think, I think we're cooking. Let me cook here, boss. Let him land, folks. Let him land. Uh, I guess one target. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, it's. It, I thought it was gonna be real, real uh, climactic, like, but uh, we're gonna like my plan. <laughs> but I think it might work. Oh, so. actually, now that I'm looking at the map, I need you to go ahead yeah. and contest a grapple check for me. As you rush over, you look down to see a puddle of black underneath your foot. It begins oh, to writhe, uh, writhe up around you, grabbing onto your leg. Uh, contested. So for you, it's either athletics or yeah, athletics or uh, acrobatics. Plus three acrobatics, so twenty-one. Twenty-one, very good. Uh, you are able to shake it off as you kind of pivot and jump backwards a little bit. You still have your turn. I like the picture the ooze went to go touch Trump's foot. It was like nah. <laughs> mm, I, I gotta watch for my high, you know, my hygiene. That's uh... <laughs> all right. So uh, we're gonna go ahead. Um, I want this thing dead, man. I'm just gonna cast another Mel's Acid Arrow on this, uh, the one in front, so the closest to me. Okay. Um, I th I was hoping when I read the text, I thought it was a straight line, and I was gonna be able to pierce through both of them. Okay. But it says one target. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So range spell attack. You got a 15 to hit. 15 does hit. 15 hits. All right. Perfect. So again, he's going to take 44 acids. That's eight acids. And then same deal. At the start of his turn, he's going to have to take another acid attack. Okay. Fair enough. As uh, Sorry. And it's you were aiming at the one at the top or the bottom? Yeah. The one closest to me. One closest to you? Okay. As uh, as you once again pull this mysterious little arrow out of your bag, you uh, how do you shoot it? Well, it's actually so funny enough, Dave. It's uh, Scrumpt. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to mean to do this one. And he's going to take the it's a bottle that you see. It's, it's got a, a green bottom and a blue bottom or a blue top. And he smacks it on his leg. You kind of see yeah. them mixed together and it starts to kind of bow crazy. Okay. Kind of poises at him. Just lets it go and you see the cork fly off. All right. As uh, as as the cork kind of as you pop it down, you watch as it fizz together a little bit. As the the infusion of the two liquids begin to pool together, you kind of toss it down in front of you. As you watch, as the cork now builds up pressure, as it flies off of the back, it shoots off like a rocket directly towards the creature. Uh, as it connects, you watch as the glass seems to shatter directly um, inside of the creature. As it kind of crumples up the potion underneath it. Um, you watch as it kind of starts to bubble outward, almost like the carbonation is now starting to create this bubbling strange effect as it begins to pop everywhere. It lets out oh, this no, strange giggling, gurgling noise as more of the popping sends more and more of the black ichor out uh, to either side. 
However, it's left with nothing left after the popping. Because once you pop, the fun don't stop. <laughs> that goes one. Go All right. Uh, anything else you want to do in your turn, Scrum? <laughs> no. Uh, well, yeah. Bonus action. I'm going to do... Uh, I see V over there just on the ground making gurgling sounds after... Yeah. Oh, I oh, forgot. Go right? ahead. <laughs> bonus action. Uh, <laughs> bonus action healing word. So Scrum's just going to be like, I think I got some left. And he's just going to throw like a... a eh. I'm not going to move, and he's going to throw a blob of the like ointment at you. So. All right. Oh <laughs> it's antibacterial, I think. Right. Um, <laughs> Tristan, you're barely able to dodge out of the way in time. In fact, it, it almost hits you, but seems to bank off of your, uh, your mage armor as it comes falling down directly on V's face as it kind of oh. splats. <laughs> it has a weird I think smell I got to the it. the right one. Uh, yeah. Five healing. It's a, it's, it has a weird smell to it, but it definitely it definitely helps a little bit. All right, that's going to wrap up Scrump's term. Oksana, you are on deck. You are prone. What would you like to do? I would like to get up. Okay, that's half your movement cool. speed. Okay, uh, I will use the other half, or some of it, to uh, get back into range of this creature. And I'm going to make three attacks with the torch. Okay. Can I just try to jam it right in there? Like, I, if I light it on fire and we both go up in flames, I'm sorry. But... Fair enough. <laughs> no, All right. I'm, I'm right here, too. What the hell? All right. Where is my inventory? My torch? Oh, I don't know. Like, what do I... Do you want me to just roll an unarmed strike to hit? For this, Yes. So it's yeah, an improvised okay. weapon. So basically you roll yeah. with your strength and then I it's well, well I'll give you 1d I'll give you 1d6 because it's on fire. Okay. So the first one is 25 to hit. Absolutely hits. Go ahead and roll a second. Okay. Second one's going to be uh 10 to hit. Okay. Third is going to be a nat one. Okay, roll uh, <laughs> roll for two damage on that one. Uh, two of them hit. Two of them hit. Okay, the, so you're the saying, one you and said the that ten. was a d6. Yes. One and yeah. the ten. Okay, that's three <laughs> and four for a total of five, six, seven, seven. Seven points of damage as you thrust the uh, torch in the what you would assume would to be the creature's face. Um, it, it kind of swerves and moves back from the fire, clearly not interested in being set on uh, in a flame. However, you begin to thrust it and jab it towards the center of the creature, catching it. You watch as it burns away holes from the creature's stomach on yeah. either side. Um, is there anything else you want to do in your turn, Oksana? I want to chuckle murderously under my breath. Very good. Okay, with that said, uh, go ahead and make a performance check. Ooh. I, I want to hear it, though. Can you try laughing like oh, Oksana? Oh, it's so bad. It's <laughs> All right, let's hear, let's hear your best Oksana laugh. Okay, so she's just going to like... <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, something's going to get caught in her mouth or something. <laughs> she starts coughing. Pass the tubes. Get to her. What the hell is right. that? 
All right, Oksana, that's, uh, that, that ends your turn. Tristan, you're up. V, you're on deck. Um, so, uh, I'm prone, right? Uh, you are, in fact, prone. Yes, sir. Um, so I will, I will stand up. V, shut up. I was and, singing to Tristan. And, uh, will help V to stand up as well. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh my goodness! Okay. Thank you, right. Tristan. This is this oh, bullshit. Who do I have to start starting with? I mean, battle. <laughs> and then I will. Uh, I will to get all the help. I will. I will undo some of my bandages, and I'm going like you have stuff on your face, and just kind of. And then I will. Say, you know what? Like, her off. I will. I will. I will get the bandage. Like you keep it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait, what did you get that bandage? Okay, I'll say you can do that as a bonus action. Is there anything you yeah, want to do? Yeah, the one I have action? since a hundred years. Jesus Christ. Um, okay, is it? I'll, I'll say that you can do that for your bonus action. Is there something you want to do for your action? Uh, okay, what? Fifteen. Okay, Fifteen. Uh, I will walk walk away. Uh, oh, we were, just, we were just getting to know each other. Little too close. <laughs> <laughs> V or what would you like to do? <laughs> well, that completely just Sicarius, you're on deck, by the way. my plans. Um, v will uh, shoot. Uh, v will constantly uh, <laughs> after Tristan and line up with him, and she'll say, "Should we test something?" And uh, oh god, you already did that one. Already- I. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't know what. I'm- Talking to Tristan, okay? Are you literally just You know it's six seconds worth of combat, okay? We know we do know this, right? I'm not you even were... casting Bardic Inspiration, alright? Dude, you were Please. dying like six seconds ago. <laughs> not even not even okay. death can stop her flirting, okay? Alright, what are we doing? What are we doing? Going like, how you doing? God. It's like hurting a group of four-year-olds on sugar. I swear to God. I think it's worse, to be honest. Uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So V um, sort of closes her eyes, and as she closes her eyes, she's going to attempt to cast Disguise Cell. She's got nothing else. And she... <laughs> you're going to hide from it? Wow, I don't think it'll care. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get Galbarian Rage? Is that the <laughs> She's gonna um, try to tur- turn herself into the girl, um, into Kimberthy, or who we know as Kimberthy, and try and look like Kim- uh, Kimberthy. <laughs> Take the rag out. <laughs> Casting disguise self. Okay. Okay. You decide um, disguise yourself. As a bonus action, can I speak to this thing? <laughs> it couldn't hear your thing before. <laughs> sure, go ahead. Why not? <laughs> do you guys even need me anymore? Do you do, should I, do I even need to be here anymore? This, okay, V's just getting creative because she has literally nothing that will work. 
So V will just saw over. play the flute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here, okay? <laughs> okay. V will sort of raise her arms like Kimberthy and try and speak to these things the way that Kimberthy sort of held herself. Uh, and she'll try and imitate Kimberthy and say, My darlings, please stop this. Come to me, I will command you. Okay, uh, go ahead and make a performance check for me. Three hit a nat 20 and nail Come it. Come on. <laughs> I hope she doesn't. I'm going to kill her. <laughs> okay, I rolled a 16. My performance is plus five. Okay, fair enough. As uh, as you call out to the creature, it kind of perks up a little bit as it looks over towards you for a second, screaming towards it to, to simmer down. Um, it kind of tilts off to the side a little bit before a little bit of its now leaking down ooze kind of flaps over itself a little bit as a bubble seems to emerge underneath it, creating the sound of a horrible wet fart before it immediately turns back to its uh, the uh, the enemies in front of it. It does nothing. Congratulations. Uh, all right. Sicarius, you're up. What would you like to do? Please do something. Uh, well, I'm really not going to do much because I'm freaking almost dead here. So, <laughs> I'll be back. I'm going to cast a second level Misty Step to get myself over here. Use half my my um, movement to stand up, fix my hair, and then I am going to use Lay on Hands to heal myself for 20 points. Okay, fair That's enough. My action. Okay. Uh, that means, Basil, you're up. What would you like to do, my friend? Uh, Basil uh, is barking at this point, um, kind of like seeing Oksana and like, like how like, powerful she is. And yeah, yeah, literally barking. Okay. Um, and um, I am then going to, because uh, it's because you said it was backing up from Oksana's flaming torch and stuff like that. So it's almost like a, a hunting dog, you know what I mean? Like as Oksana's sort of backing it up, I'm like sort of barking to kind of well, it's, not, it's an instinct thing. It, yeah, so it's not its not actually physically yeah. backing up. It's just kind of like trying to move and dodge out of the way of it. All right. Um, I would like to, if I may, ready an action. Um, as a, the, uh, the tendril or a tendril uh, goes for Oksana, um, I would like to try to rip it off with my, with my bite attack. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so you're holding your action. Is there anything else you want to do? Um, ooh, actually, that's a good point. Um, bonus action. I don't think, I think I've used up my bonus action. Oh, um, I presume these creatures can't be afraid. Have, have I used my fear effect on an ooze before? No. No. Uh, no, I'm just not going to use it. It's fine. I'm okay, good. fair enough. Good. Uh, so with that said, that is going to bring up its layer action again. Uh, <laughs> as it, uh, reaches back, picking up its, uh, its, its, the long column that had ripped off before and it's going to wave it directly in front of you it has 20 foot range so that Sicarius uh, Basil and Oksana I need you all to make dexterity saving throws for me natural 20 so many natural 20s tonight well done well done yeah 
Followed by a three. <laughs> and what'd you get, Oksana? I dice with more 20s on it. You get more 20s. I got a five. Five. Okay, fair enough. Um, all three of you are knocked directly off of your feet as it sweeps this giant column out in front of you. Each of you take 15 points of damage and uh, you are knocked I, I, prone. Did you with, say with my natural 20? Uh, oh, sorry, Basil. My, my apologies. You dodge out of the way. Oksana <laughs> Sicarius, you get leveled. Could I approach the bench? I give myself 20 points. Because I'm standing next to Oksana in... Could I potentially say that that net 20, I could take the damage and both of us don't get knocked prone? Uh, no. I'm taking half damage. <laughs> okay, worth a shot. I tried, I tried. You I tried. I will leave it was a good shot. Me, it was I a good shot, but no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough. That is going to bring us to the top of the round again, which is the uh, Black Ooze's turn, and it oh, is going really? to make two attacks... Actually, it's going to make its full three attacks. Uh, one starting with you, Basil. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a? It's attacking you. So, do you want to do it, or do you want to stay with it being on uh, Oksana? Um, for now, I'll stay with it being on Oksana. Okay, fair enough. The uh, first attack hits as uh, you feel it wrap around just the the undercoat, your your <laughs> underbelly, as you stay on the ground. Uh, you take four points of bludgeoning damage and an additional what the hell was it again? Twelve points of acid damage. Why do we have another hype grant train going? Wild. Are we? You leave them alone. Listen, listen. Fair enough. Fair enough. I should have just done that in the first place. Thank you so much, guys. That's amazing. I'll well, I'll, I'll read them off in a second. Give me one second, guys. Um, okay, it's going to make its second attack now against Oksana. Uh, which is going to be a 19 to hit as you take another 12 points of bludgeoning as uh, it slaps you across the face uh, as well as 12 points of acid damage. Basil, do you want to go ahead and try and make your attack? So I wanted to try... Yeah, so I wanted to try and rip it off before it hit Oksana. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Um, uh, Well, in that case... Uh make a let's make a grapple attempt let's do that yeah uh, okay so that is a uh, do i just use my attack action for that uh no go ahead and either make uh i would say that no i'll, I'll stick with the rules you can either make it athletics or acrobatics to uh to contest okay so i'll, I'll go with acrobatics Oh, that's only a four. Okay. Uh, so that's six in total. Okay. Uh, you reach over and you grasp onto it with your jaw. The creature kind of wilts in pain. So you can go ahead and assume that is going to be an attack from uh, from that perspective. Perspective. You can go ahead and roll some damage okay. on it, but the attack towards Oksana still goes through. Okay. So that is a total of uh, 27 acid damage. 27 acid damage. Jesus Christ. Okay, fair enough. In that case, Basil, tell us the tale of how you vanquished your mightiest foe. 
So as this tendril um, wraps around Basil's waist, you hear this kind of uh, canine yelp sound as he's pulled backwards. Um, this other tendril reaches down to try and hit Oksana. Uh, Basil um, basically like turns around and pulls against this long, viscous um, tendril and grabs on, biting the tendril that was going for Oksana. Uh, as it veers off to the side, it pulls it down and Basil grabs a hold. Uh, he asks, uh, well, he looks at Oksana, hoping that she'll grab on to, the, uh, to, to him as well uh, and help pull this creature down to the ground. All right. She absolutely will. Okay. As uh, as you begin to pull back, uh, Basil, uh, Oksana, you get hit with this tendril. However, without any kind of uh, hesitation, you grab onto it at this point. As the two of you begin to pull, you watch as it begins to tear apart, almost like uh, like silly putty. As uh, you hear pops and cracks of the small bubbles inside that seem to be popping as it goes. Both of you now twisting more and more of the black ichor now splashing around everywhere before you hear a final tear and pop as you rip it completely apart as it splashes down, destroying the creature entirely. I like that it was the two of us because I'm like the bear and you're a wolf right now. Oh, the bear, the story of the bear and the wolf. Amazing, amazing. Okay, and that is going to take us out of combat. And at the same time, level two hype train, guys, you're crazy. Thank you, Rowdy. Thank you so much, Classic Sam. Thank you much, so much, Blink. Thank you so much, Cross. Thank you so much, uh, Anarchist. I also saw the thousand before. Thank you very much for that. Okay, um, let's get back to our episode. You're all grounded. Uh, yeah, we just softened us up before we even entered the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Should we go back out for a long rest? Let's go yes. take a nap back in town. Come back later. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, where did my music go? Oh, we also do have, yes, we do have an acrobatics check, uh, which we will, we will get to in one moment. This stream brought to us by Rowdy. Uh, oh, what the hell am I doing? I'm lost. Here we go. How's everyone looking? Is everyone looking? Okay. Nope. Tristan? I've been better. Oh. Oh, oh. I, I, I received the same damage as you. <laughs> He's just like, okay, I'm just going to dance and be silly instead of hitting you. Okay, fine. Be silly. <sighs> v will put her hand on Tristan's shoulder and say, so are we friends now? And she'll uh, cast Healing Word. At, you have uh, to make Healing Word, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's 1d4 plus 4. Oh, here, I'll roll it for you. <clears throat> That's, hey, I rolled a 4. That's 8 points of healing. Bad. Nice. Does Tristan not respond to her? I'm just curious. No, he's <laughs> like, friends? I, I thought we were going to be more than friends. And I'm looking straight at Basil. What is happening? Family died like two weeks ago. What kind of a menace are you? My family died a hundred years ago. You don't know that. It's a bold move, Oksana. Let's see if it pays off for him. Wow. Um. Okay, sorry, the player had to get over that reaction. Um, 
Wow, Tristan, things are moving fast with you. I kind of like where you're going with that. R.I.P. Basil. Basil walks away. That's in chat for Basil. Nobody knows. Focus, focus, focus. Perspective. Basil is still with Justina, so you know, just saying. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you threw it out there first. Who? You. Threw what out? <laughs> As you all recuperate from the battle that you've just faced, the all the puddles seem to have simmered and slowed down at this point in time. The temple, or what's left of it, now stands in front of you. <laughs> You're gonna have to get brain in a minute. <laughs> I think we should all focus and be serious. I'm sorry, what? Nice try, Nate. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailing mm. serious. Okay. Is everyone alright? Not really. I no. my bird foot, and he holds up like a broken right. little severed bird foot. That was my best one. Right. Oksana, uh, Sakaris will go over to Oksana. He'll put his hand on her shoulder, and he's going to cast Pure Wounds. Uh, not much at all. It's a horrible roll for five extra points. Thank uh, you, my friend. That helps minimally. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it one more. Let's try one more. <laughs> You're much better. Five more points. <laughs> that will do. That will do. How all are right. you feeling? I'm going to use my last five points of lay on hands for myself. <laughs> that is a good question. Uh, v, do you still have to set yourself up? Um, oh, shit. Kill her! <laughs> you know it's me, Sicarius. Obviously, it's me. I tried something that oh, yes. I thought was witty. The it attitude. was not. Much so, yes. what? Started witty, ended shitty. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh what do you think? Do you think this will help going forward, or should I just get rid of this disguise? Actually, Tristan, what do you like better, V or Kimbethy? Excuse me, I have to interject. <laughs> because yes. Kimberthy is reason Grimoire has died. I think yes. if Tristan answers anything other than V, mm. there will be problem here. The win-win for me, and V mm. will snap and disguise self will uh, fall. She'll lose the spell. Okay. Fair oh, man. And is completely <laughs> Where did you come from? <laughs> <laughs> I've been here the whole ba time, Scrump. Basil will unwolf, and as he does, he says, um, well, these things are quite clearly a formidable foe, and, I mean, maybe it's just me, but does anyone else find themselves concerned about the giant one that is latched on to the roof of the building we're about to enter. No, that's yes. the one you just killed. Oh. oh, we just killed that? Oh. Yeah. Not concerned about oh. that at all. I'm not concerned about it anymore, or at all. Um, all right, well, well, do we think I, that I mean, is like the, the king beastie? What do we think? Or is there a, I, like a worse one? I certainly hope so, but I think we should definitely take a few minutes to just catch our breaths before we delve too deep in. 
Well, I think if we go anywhere, we are all going to die. <laughs> yourself. I did fantastic in that battle. But um, also, I feel as oh, I was going to say, I, I I feel as though this probably would be better used by someone else, and I'm going to pull out my acid flask, and I'm going to say. Now, if you hit me with this, you and I, or at least you and a version of me, are going to have some very strong words. Do you understand me, Scrump? <laughs> Scrump clearly was looking off to the cave, looking at the goo. He's Scrump! Like, yeah. ah. Scrump, ah. look, look at me. Eye, con eye contact. Yeah. Right up here, buddy. Ah. Okay, listen. Okay. Repeat after me. I. Repeat I, after me, I. Will not throw... Will not throw this vial of highly caustic acid. You have a vial of highly caustic acid. <laughs> you will not throw this vial of highly caustic acid at Basil. Okay, I will not throw this highly caustic acid at Basil. <laughs> what was with the air quotes? <laughs> it's, I was scratching my my palm. Yeah, Basil, you do realize you are responsible for your own actions. If you hand it to him, it's not his fault. I, that's... Look, I'm not even going to begin. I'm not even going to begin with the fact that you sliced this thing and made two of them. Well, <laughs> it weakened it. Oh. <sighs> I hand it to five Scrump. Bucks a tab, B town. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm going to hand. I'm going to hand the acid flask over to uh, to Scrump, and uh, I'm going to start looking at investing in some splash-proof armor or something at some point in my life. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> We just gotta get some speed. Okay. <laughs> as uh, Scrump, okay. as you begin to stow away the asshole, acid. The asshole. Gee, what's on my mind right now? Jeez, I wonder. <laughs> Word association. Are, are those negatives permanent, by the way? Yep. God damn it. Right. I just can do the gear piece itself. Like, as, as you begin to stow the acid into your backpack, you rummage around for a moment and find, strangely, strangely enough, two more strange potions. Don't remember making them. Don't remember where they came from. Ah. Uh, he kind of looks at, like, takes these two. He's like, hmm, organization system. Yeah, whatever. And he just kind of throws them in another bag with three other potions. They're glass. They're glass. They're glass. Holy shit. <laughs> oh. All right. What are we doing, guys? <laughs> I don't know if we can just sit out here. Well, we can probably go to the entrance of the, the temple and, and rest there for a little while. Does the entrance look sealed still, or did after defeating the ooze, did it kind of drop the the, the ooze peeled itself away from the temple, so there is nothing. There's no barrier to it at this point in time. And as you kind of glance forward, you do see the door in a little bit more clarity, with what looks like a shimmering golden-hued light that seems to project out of the doorway. Ooh, pretty. Oh, okay. Maybe this is the um. The thing I felt, that that connection from earlier on. Well, let's go find out. It's better than standing out here. Yes. Head towards the door. Okay. 
You all begin to make your way through the doorway. You find a small set of stairs that seems to lead downward. And as you step into the ancient shrine, you immediately, you are immediately enveloped in a strange calmness. A serene sort of atmosphere. The room seems to be a singular yet spacious chamber, suffused with a soft and golden light. The air seems different in here, scented with what seems to be fragrances of blossoms as a gentle cool breeze kind of blows on your skin, unsure exactly where it comes from. The walls of the shrine seem adorned with exquisite engravings that depict elaborate vines winding their way around the entire room. Their leaves, blossoms, and are carved with remarkable precision. The engravings depict vibrant meadows dotted with wildflowers, graceful willow trees swaying in the breeze, and shimmering streams that seem to be teeming with fish. Butterflies, birds, and bees flit among the scenes, adding a little sense of life and vitality to the artwork. And in the heart of the room, directly in the center, stands what can only be described as a majestic pedestal crafted out of beautiful white marble. It too is adorned with these delicate carvings of blooming flowers and intervining twines. And atop the pedestal hovers a radiant yellow scroll, seemingly suspended in midair by an unseen force. The scroll itself seems to exude this strange, otherworldly aura. It shimmers and shifts from time to time, as if it were alive. Hey. It's the Gina, uh, I am uh, reading stuff. <laughs> oh, making what we get sounded uh, for. I will. I will catch. I will um, cast Mage End and go and grab it. Okay. As the Mage Hand kind of reaches out from your palm, you all watch as a relatively skeletal-looking uh, ethereal hand reaches forward, grabbing onto the scroll and retrieving it, pulling it back towards Tristan. Nothing seems to be to happen once it is removed from the pedestal. Tristan, what does the lay scroll it, um, say? Don't read it. Why not? Uh, Tristan, l- lay it down on the floor for a moment. Where we can uh, all read it, I get you. <laughs> I, um, At the same time! I want to try... Yes. <laughs> I want to try and, I guess, commune with my senses to find out, is this one of the books? Because, obviously, we perceive the book as, you know, spine, cover, and stuff like that, but a scroll very much could fit the bill if that's just a different style of book. I want to try and figure out if this is one of those books. Okay. I would say it's a bit difficult to discern. It's nothing like your black book. This instead has more of a radiant glow to it and seems to have magical properties on the outside. However, that feeling of not being alone seems to grow stronger the closer you come to the scroll. 
Okay. I don't think it's one of the books. It should be safe to open. I use the word safe very cautiously. It is very magical, and there is a lot of magic that emanates from the exterior of this thing. What's the worst that could happen? Do you think it is the scroll, the spell? That's time magic? Perhaps. Perhaps. I'm magic. Uh, I'm going to pull out my um, the god wand that we have, and I'll say, um, I'm going to stand a little bit further back, and if something happens, I'll try to counteract any ill adverse effect that might happen. This would be a good place to hide it, if this okay. is the original. Right. Would I be able to uh, open the scroll with the just the mage, the mage hand? Sure. All right, just do that. Okay. As you hold it away, all of your companions kind of move back a foot or two. Basil pulls out the guard wands, pointing it directly at the scroll. As with your mage hand, you very slowly and very delicately begin to open the scroll. As it grows open, the glow of the scroll begins to grow larger and larger. The small chamber is now becoming bathed in a white light. It becomes too much for all of your eyes as you begin to shield it, trying to make out your surroundings, but it, it quickly grows just too much as even your hand in front of your eyes begins to vanish into the white. A moment passes as you continue to keep your eyes closed. However, as you open it, the light begins to fade from your vision. You find yourself in a place that can only be described as enchanting. A magical forest surrounds you with a symphony of vibrant colors and fragrance, fra fragrances that dance upon the air. The trees, towering and ancient, stand like mighty sentinels. Their trunks adorned with mosses and vines, and their branch stretch out into a canopy that filters through the sunlight like a kaleidoscope of dazzling lights. The forest floor seems covered with delicate wildflowers, their petals glowing in hues of blues and amethysts and gold. A very different sight from whence you just came. Time itself seems to suspend a little, and your worries seem to whisk away on the breeze. The magic of this place infuses every single one of your breath, filling your heart with a sense of wonder and childlike delight. The sights and sounds of the magical forest wrap around you like a warm embrace, inviting you to experience the enchantment and internal joy that dwells within. But it's not just your location that has changed. As you look around to your companions, they all look very different from the last time you laid eyes upon them. Their ages seem to have wind back, looking no more than ten years. Even Tristan's complexion has brightened into a soft pink. But that's not all. As you look down at yourself, your clothes have changed into that of a child's. 
No more heavy armor or weighted weapons. In fact, all of your belongings seem to have vanished. And that's where we're going to take a short rest. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh my gosh! Okay, we have a whole bunch of redemptions that we get to gotta get through. So first, let's do a stretch. Oh, <laughs> one quick stretch. Let's do it over on this side. Oh. <laughs> this one's called. This one's called the sexy centaur. Yeah, over on this side. Oh. This one's the galloping griffin. Oh, yeah, that one right there. Oh, feels good. <laughs> feels real good, team. Way to go. I hope everybody did one, did a little stand. And a quick hydration check. Cheers to everybody. Again, thank you so much for the second hype train of the evening. You're all crazy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, was there any... Hold on. Was there anything else I missed that can happen outside of game? I don't think so. Did that, did that. Um, okay, fair enough. With that said, uh, we don't really have time for questions tonight, folks. Um, maybe one or two, but that's probably the best that we can do. Um, otherwise, we're going to be very, very quick. I didn't expect us to go this long into the battle. Uh, but hey, go get your apple juices. Go get your orange juices. Go get your adult juices. Go get your Tristan juices, your black ooze juices. Go get your I hate V juices. Um, and oh. stick around. <laughs> Sorry, did I say that one out loud? Did I say... Having such a comeback now. That's fair. That's fair. You, everybody loves the underdog. I was just setting you up. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was <laughs> Alright, and with that said, guys, we will be back very, very shortly. Stick around. You're definitely going to not want to miss this one. We'll see you real soon. Love you. Bye-bye. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay, we did get a couple questions, so we're going to do that quick while uh, we wait for uh, for Jess and Nate to come back, but Nate's back now, so just Jess. Um, quick question for Scrump. What's the most upsetting thing about your bag you can share with to you can share to mess with Ooh. Basil? I think the upsetting thing about the bag is it wasn't Scrump's not the first bag's owner or bag's first owner. Interesting. <laughs> Ooh, ooh! Oh, also there was a. So you mean there's two separate organizational systems that might exist within that same one bag? Could be several. Scrump doesn't use. Oh yeah, no, no, (laughs) no. Museum. No, Basil's mom's a librarian and dad's a museum curator. I am so upset at that. That's just that simple fact alone. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure there's stuff in the bag Scrump is not even aware of. Oh, oh yeah. you know what? Yeah, I'm, I, I guarantee there's like a half-eaten sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, every time mm-hmm. we get a from a potion from chat, Dave's like, one just falls out of your bag because it makes sense. <laughs> Previous order. Because that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you imagine... Out of the dead cat. Yeah, Bobby, that could, that could do it. No. <laughs> v on eight <laughs> cylinders, can you imagine? They're, gonna, they're starting to call you V8. Not bad. Oh, not bad. Better. I like it. I like it. You got to get some rooms in chat when they do something cool. Isn't, the, isn't that a drink? Also, yeah. yeah. Vegetable drink. Yeah. 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 Uh, v looking for a D8. Oh, good one. What in the world no, was I'm that? Drinking, damn it. Jesus. That was Rob burping. Again. Uh, no, that, was, that wasn't a burp. It was like more of a. <laughs> like trying not to laugh. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what was that? 
What is that? <laughs> like voice even? A laugh. So that's what people pay for to hear us make bodily noises. You know, <laughs> at least it's coming from this end. Is I mean, this what they come for? Okay, that makes a lot more yeah. sense. We do make strange noises. Um, <laughs> thank you for signing up with Twitch. Here's a free sub courtesy of Careful Cantrip. Uh, Twitch stream. What? <laughs> I said we are an award-nominated Twitch stream, so we must be doing something right. Go Fair. on, Rob. Fair. Uh, <laughs> sound effects. Rob Gas carrying the stream. I'm not asking that question, Reyna. That's when it's did valid. When did I Tristan decide he was over his wife? This never decided he was over his wife. The more the merrier. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I mean, it's my question. So, is I mean, that what you in the meantime? Yeah, customs a hundred years ago were very different from, from nowadays. You don't know, guys. Man, that's a lot of buildup. So, essentially, essentially, you have a harem. Amazing. Uh, I think I've seen the name in the chat, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, thankfully, no other questions. We're going to go ahead and, uh, Basil, I'm also not answering your question. Um, but why? <laughs> we have questions, Dave. Yeah, no, you don't. You can ask me questions later. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and jump back into the episode, shall we? As you look around at one another, now in a age that has been significantly reduced all of you again not any more than somewhere between nine and ten years old clothes completely changed standing in this strange magical forest what would you all like to do well i don't think that this is um does anyone know what's happening <laughs> you sound funny. <laughs> what do you mean I sound funny? You sound funny. <laughs> oh no, I don't know what's don't happening. While your physical <laughs> selves seem. Well, we don't act like little kids. Jesus fuck. <laughs> I did not think this was going to happen. Did I have a serious moment? He forgot. I've given up at this point. So, do you want us to? Or. Okay. Alright, listen, everybody. We need to. Have our serious faces on right now, okay? Right now! Um, I think maybe I might have been wrong a little about this not being a book because there was a light and then we were blind and now we're in here and everything looks all happy and, and, and pretty and stuff. It wasn't the fight fault. <laughs> I no, Teddy, it wasn't your this fault. This is true. This is true. It's not his and, fault. And, <laughs> and, and he hasn't broken into tiny little Sicariuses either. So that's Wait, I a double good check thing. to make sure. You seem fine. <laughs> uh, I'm all together. Scrub can't be this age as a goblin again. He doesn't want to get sent back to the labor camps. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's what, what's going to happen. 
I think that we're just happy at the age, it seems. No, no, all goblins under 10 break rocks all day. That's... <laughs> Please don't put child Those character. <laughs> well, that's, no. that's okay. Because I don't know about you, but I, I look, sound, and feel young, but my brain is still like... No, it's fart. No, it's not. I lied. <laughs> I thought I was brain smart, but I'm not. You're all brain um, smart. Your your intelligence stays the same. You are all the same. You're physically changed. Your brain is the same. But I am happy now, and Basil's intelligence comes from his intense paranoia that everything will go wrong. Oh, God. what you know? We are 10 years but old. I, what could possibly not be going wrong? Oh, I don't know, but I, I seem pretty okay with this. Why? Maybe it's well, like a spell or something. Oh, shit. I checked my hair. Is it short? It is. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Let's get out of this place. <laughs> well, we can't get out of this place because if it's like the book, it means we have to find this place's person. Um, but also, also, if this was here and we went in and there was a podium and there was no uh, Elder Nectar, then we need to find the Elder Nectar who's somewhere maybe here as well. Can it still change into a dog? dog is still pretty full grown so it's a, it's a tiny, it's a, no it's a, it's a wolf puppy it's like i would pick up a stick and go oh, yeah. no, go fetch and i start chasing you I throw the stick i, I start <laughs> chasing the stick Another done. You guys want to beat me? You're a good doggy. You're a good doggy. <laughs> Patronize me! Oh my god. <laughs> uh, what should we do now? Let's conquer the world uh, while he's gone. Oh, I don't oh, know. Wait, wait. I know what to do. I'm going to look for clues. And I'm going to put my nose down in the uh, in the ground and start. Yes, I'll die. Seeing if I can <laughs> see if I can smell see if I can smell the old man. Basil, <laughs> Basil, don't don't forget you have eyes in your mouth. Open it to uh, to look for things. Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh my. Dave, is there anyone else around us? <laughs> <laughs> Make a perception check. <laughs> We're too busy also, staring at um, each other being all little. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wolf Basil is also going to use uh, scent if that makes a difference to the perception check. I rolled a uh, four. Okay. <laughs> oh. Everybody can make an uh, a, a, a perception oh, check okay. for me. Go ahead. All right, let's look around oh, here. Perception. I rolled high. Uh, Thirteen. Perception. I rolled an 18 Ten. plus 6. 18 plus 6. Up, okay. I do yeah, Matthew the Hartford, 10 year old. 
and no, Tristan, oh. you're not. You're you're not. Your brain is not ten years old. Just the re- <laughs> just your body. That's all. What's up, Scrum? Excuse for V. That's all. <laughs> you were what for V? Giving you an excuse, an excuse to not have to count. <laughs> very, you're very nice, Tristan. Dave, can I do a nature check to find a path? Sure, <laughs> you can do that too. Yeah. Nate's like, get me out of here. Who cares? What is- <laughs> We're off the rails. We went off the rails a long time ago. <laughs> I'll be the judge of whether or not Nate can find the path or not. Thank you very much. Okay. A, uh... Hey, Dag, I rolled an 11. How's that do? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, you find definitely multiple paths. Ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Why did I do this? This was a horrible idea. I don't know. I'm just back into people. As you all listen intently from from the tree line, you hear a strange sound. One that at this point you may or may not have expected. But you hear children laughing playing. A moment later, you catch a glimpse of a few joyous sprites that flutter like beams of shimmering light. They too take on the form of small children, their echoes, or their laughter echoing through the glades. Their delicate wings seem to shimmer in iridescent hues as the light catches off of them, causing them to sparkle. Just a bit. A few that seem to be playing tag suddenly notice you and call out to their kin. A small small swarm begins to approach. The largest, no bigger than the size of a man's palm, takes the leads closer and becomes inches closer than the rest. He bows towards you all. Welcome, travelers. The bloomed countess is awaiting your arrival. Okay. Wait, somebody okay. was uh, expecting us? Yes. Who is that? A bloomed council. The bloomed countess. The ruler of this land. The countess. Hey, where are we? Oh, you're in the happy place. Good That's for me. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Following behind the sprites, you venture deeper into this fantastical realm until you come upon a clearing, seemingly the heart of this mystical forest. Here, a regal presence awaits. You see seated at the head of a large table sits what you would assume to be the bloomed countess as she emanates a yellowish-hued glow. And despite her otherwise divine nature, she too seems to be in child form, radiating radiating an innocence and purity to her. You see she's adorned with a crown and a gown, both crafted entirely out of petals of blooming flowers. Seemingly embodying the entire presence and essence of the place that you stand in. Her golden locks seem to cascade down towards her back, also wrapped with flowers 
intermixed throughout her hair. You see, even in the otherwise baby blue twinkling in her eyes, there sits a wisdom of ages. As she moves, you see a symphony of what seem to be butterflies with wings painted in vibrant hues that flutter around her, almost as if they're dancing, drawn to her radiant presence. Seated around the table, you can see a few more of these small sprites of all different colors and sizes. Directly to her left, what looks like a very young nectar. The two seem engaged in a relatively pleasant discussion, both with smiles graced across their faces. As your attendance is made known, she looks up to all of you with a wide and welcoming smile. How wonderful. Our new friends have arrived. She glances over towards the nectar. It seems your assumptions were correct, Grandad. Your people did find the help needed. She immediately turns her attention back to all of you. Please, come join us. And with a flick of her wrist, you watch as six vines begin to grow out of the ground, wrapping around themselves, forming what look to be chairs. Before we do, you're not going to poison the food making me use my horse powers, are you? She giggles a little. (laughs) There's no such thing as poison here. What's your name? We're totally going to get poisoned. That's what someone who uses poison would say. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I would say. There's a lot of poison. But you no, can't poison not chair, going... so let's sit down. She's not going what to poison us. She's pretty... <laughs> I've already sat down. Okay. <laughs> he goes to sit down uh, next to us. I'm going to do it but with a skeptical eye on this princess. Okay. As, all... uh, as um, Scrump sits down with a skeptical eye, I move Scrump out of the seat next to V and I sit down. Yeah. Wait. So you're sitting next to V? The other side. Yeah. Um, so you move Scrump yeah. to be in between us, or you're sitting no, next to No, 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 no. As in Scrump would have sat down next to you, but then I'd like. She was strong <laughs> enough to move anything. Hey, you're only 10. Can you even move the chair? <laughs> Or the vines. Look, I, I benched Sicarius, okay? So let's not underestimate. Whatever. <laughs> you all find a seat sitting exactly beside who you want to be sitting beside. Fuck, <laughs> 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 okay. <clears throat> As you all sit down, she addresses you once again. Welcome to our happy place. You will find no trouble or dangers here. My name is Valari, and I'm the groundskeeper of this garden. And I assume you are aware this is Grandad, as she motions towards the nectar. He raises his hand and waves. One of my loyalist and fondest acolytes. He speaks up. Uh, pleasure to meet all of you. As he bows his head slightly. 
Valari speaks up again. You must be weary from your journey to get to these lands. Please rest and refresh. Again, she waves her hand, and as a bluster of ethereal flower petals are conjured from her outstretched hand, you watch a small cluster of the petals float in front of you, hovering no more than an inch above the table. They begin to spin around, beginning to materialize and clumping together to form what seem to be small cups. And as they rest on the table, a small stem grows from the side of each to form a handle. Each of you now look into the new cups and are slightly astounded by what you see. For each of the cups now hold your most favorite drink for when you were a child. Sicarius, what's in your cup? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I was on mute. Sorry. Oh. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a kid, he loved lemonade. And this is somehow looks to be the sweetest and tartest at the same time. You can see little perfect um, balls of ice. That just seemed to kind of pop and wave up and down within the liquid. Oksana, what's in your cup? It's beer. As a kid? (laughs) You remember the the very first time that Mama Bear and some of the your cub siblings came across a an abandoned cart. And you remember seeing this big barrel on top of it. And the other two, they they couldn't pull the cork out. But because you have these wonderful, dexterous extra thumbs, you were able to pull it out. You remember it spraying and splashing all around you and your brothers and sisters. A very fond memory indeed. Kristen, what's in your cup? Um... My drink is what the doctor gave me, and I didn't have a name, but the doctor was Dr. Pepper. I loved it. Yeah, it had this kind of sparkling taste to it, didn't it? It was almost <laughs> like a sweetened cherry. If this <laughs> cherry can be any sweeter. I remember. Basil, what's in your cup? Um, Basil remembers um, a delicious... Uh, chocolate malt milkshake with um, with like sort of crushed bits of like flaky dark chocolate on top of a big pile of whipped cream uh, with a cherry on the very top dusted with a little bit of cinnamon yeah yeah you remember the first time that you you went to a a very beautiful and and well-kept establishment both with your mother and father um it wasn't long before or long after you started school, in fact. And you remember sitting there having it and seeing your mother and father laugh. It's good to remember his face again. B, what's in your cup? Well, <clears throat> V's holding a mug that has like uh, like warm hot chocolate in it and it's got uh, whipped cream on it. And uh, reminds her of the nights on the ship when her mentor would like sneak a little bit of 
chocolate and heat it up for her because that wasn't really a normal thing that they'd come by. So it was a little secret between them. Of course. And who could forget the times that, on rare occasion, she would sneak just a marshmallow or two in there for you. Scrump, what do you have in your class? Scrump can have... Oh, he's laughing already. Sorry. <laughs> I had nine other ideas. <laughs> Scrump has... could only be, be described as like a, a real thick and viscous uh, carbonated milk. Um, Ew! Uh... You could see the bubbles kind of rising off of this, and you could smell the alcohol content in it. And uh, he is just sitting there... I would say chugging it down, but there's chewing. Oh, uh, yes. Who who could forget those those nights after hard, arduous child labor as the uh, the guardians of the mines? Um, uh, they felt somewhat bad for you kids and decided to, well, face. let's face it, see how drunk they could get you. Mm-hmm. All with the best intentions. There might have been some money bet but you do remember those times fondly, even in the fighting pits, where it was more wrestling than anything else. We had a time. So many people died. And it was more of like a, a royal decree that the king <laughs> makes drinking mandatory to stunt growth at an early age. Oh my god. Fantastic. I'm so glad I invited you to the table. <laughs> So it turns out goblins are supposed to be like six foot tall. (laughs) (laughs) You all sit in front of your cups with the fondest of memories of your childhood swimming through your heads. You remain relatively cautious at the idea of accepting a drink from another stranger. But this feels different. There's no threats. There's no hidden agenda. And each of you take a sip. As the liquid touches your lips, you feel a warmth overcome you, both physically and emotionally. Any concerns or aches and pains immediately wash away. As if you've just had a very long rest. Oh. Yay. Actually a long rest? Yes. Metaphorically. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Can I also I'll add that Basil's so happy that he's actually crying because he actually thought he'd never be able to taste this again after he went from being able to eat normally to only eating fear for the last X amount of years? Oh. As... Look, you gave him one of the crying potions again. <laughs> <laughs> As the tear rolls down your cheek, Basil. One of the sprites immediately gets up off the table and flies up to your face, having what looks like a little bit of a concern. There's no crying here. As she brushes with her tiny hand across your cheek to remove it. Valeri simply smiles and joins you in a drink. As she places her cut cup back on the table. We're all in debt you here for you for you to be here must mean you've defeated the darkness that covered my temple and for that I am very grateful and happy 
I'm sure we would all love to hear you regale the story of your triumph. However, I do have one question that seems to burden me. She places her hand down on the table, over top of a familiar black book. Mm-hmm. I, I check my pocket, like... The black book is gone. Damn. All of her stuff. I see that yeah. you travel with my brother. Do you come here with ill intent? That's his book. Yeah. <laughs> we don't hear this thing. We don't I just I um we we mean no ill ill intent, um Countess. Um uh, we come with well, originally to help with the nectar, but one of our our comrades was one of theirs, and we were seeking uh, the, the elder to, to learn more. Um, we simply happened upon your, your kingdom. Um, and yes, I, I travel um, both as keeper and as agent of your brother, uh, Elskar. Um, he wants for me to free your brothers and sisters from their bindings. Um, and, uh, well, w- w- we weren't expecting to find, well, you here, um, but we did. You're quite all right. And it's no surprise that my brother is once again toiling in the world of the mortals. You know, we're not all like him. That's good to know. We were wondering. There are a few of us who have our faults. But many of us have no ill intent. We wish for nothing more than happiness and hope and love. Some people are nice and like flowers, and other people are, you know, kings of nightmares. They're total scale. Hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some are mad furors. Some are brothers of hope. <clears throat> Some are king of nightmares. That's a really high ranking. A self-proclaimed name. Oh, thank God. So it's not like an actual position he was elected to. That's where I got worried. <laughs> well, we all kind of, you know make up names for ourselves, but if I may, Countess, if you don't seek, I mean, do you seek to be freed from from this place, I guess? It is very much a gilded cage if ever I've seen one. A self-inflicted one. What do you know about the Sympaths? Uh, very little outside of what I was told, but long ago, um, a group, an ancient race of beings, created and conjured powerful entities, each of which were able to influence those around them and power over uh, key important aspects of a person. Um, fear, pride, uh, wage, love, 
joy and hope. And um, realizing that the the power belonging to these these entities that were created may grow beyond the expectations of the people who made them. They bound them in in writings and in parchments, in in books. Um, and then, well, uh, as most things do, the what happened after is a mystery for for the age, until well, the Nightmare King's black tome ended up in in my possession. And we believe, um, uh, perhaps the Mad Fuhrer's Red Book, uh, crossed paths with our friend Oksana's tribe, um, in the wilds uh, some time ago as well. Uh, but that they is all we know. Protectors of it is what they said to me. I grow cautious as the two seem to be stirring up quite a fuss. The mysteries that you refer to are not so mysterious to me. The real story of my brothers and sisters and I starts as you say. We weren't necessarily created as much as we were discovered. My brother, Aman, was the first to arrive. Those who pressed forward with their magical endeavors showed great bravery and pride. And while he can seem prideful from time to time, he in fact embodies bravery itself. He exudes courage and fearlessness and determination. The epitome of strength in the face of adversity. And he inspires his followers to light the flame in their hearts of bravery. Not long after his arrival was Brother Aldon. He simply radiated optimism and positivity and unwavering belief in potential. He inspired and uplifted the mortals and, and even us, his fellow sympaths, and seemed to infuse everyone he talked to with a sense of purpose and resilience. He was always the guiding light in the darkest of times. When my two brothers first appeared, there was admiration and love for what the elves thought were their creations or discoveries. And as they learned more and more about my two brothers, they fell in love with their creations. And thus came Athena. She was filled with love and compassion and admiration romance and unconditional acceptance. She encouraged all to create a world filled with love and kindness and appreciation for not only each other but for themselves as well. It was a joyous time and that's when I arrived. 
I was overjoyed with their work as I joined my sisters and brothers. All I wanted to, was to spread happiness to all that would listen. And I even got a smile or two out of those that wouldn't. But sadly, there were quite a few who did not want to listen to happiness, or hope, or love, or bravery. Instead, they saw us as a means to an end, a product to be handled. We were simply an unbridled power to use for their own ambition. And they wanted nothing more to rule with an iron fist. But when we rejected them, they became enraged, which brought forth the fifth. Torkor, the Mad Fuhrer, where the four of us worked in harmony with one another, Torkor was the opposite. His heart filled with by intense and unrestrained fury and rage. He was uncontrolled and raw. His fierce and destructive nature frightened us. We tried to quell his temper, but it was no use. He intimidated us into servitude. And those that gave him life, used this to their advantage. His acolytes grew strong and violent with his power, and so the Council of Elves was split in two. Those that followed Tukor, well, they unleashed a power and aggression on the realm. Turning what once was a peaceful place into a place of oppression and tyranny. All hailing Tukor the Mad Fuhrer, but that realm was not enough. They wished for their rage to blanket all. And those who lived within the realm finally found true fear. And from that fear came the last of us. Whom I'm surely you know already. As the youngest and most easily influenced, he quickly sided with Torkor. The two saw us as gods that should rightfully rule over everything. They forced us to combine our powers to commit... to make, commit an atrocity. To tear a hole in the fabric of the realms, allowing them to conquer and enter into another, your realm. But before our realms could overlap yours... The original four of us were able to stop them. With only a small portion now safely floating above the clouds. That realm is no more. Working with the remaining members of the Elven Council that still stood for good, we were able to imprison Elskar and Torkor. But we knew this was not enough. As long as our powers were free, all realms would be in danger. And so the rest of us entered into our involuntary confinement to hide us away from the world in fear of a repeat of the events. That is the true story of the Sympaths. One we are not proud of, but who's perfect nowadays? Whoa. 
That's, um... That is quite the story. Um... So, but, I have a question. If if we were to... Why would Askar... I want to use his real name, because I think it holds power over him. Why would Askar want us to release everyone when he could just release him and Torkor and, and wreak havoc? It's no doubt that our powers combined are as close to godliness as you can possibly get. I don't know what he and if he is still working with his brother. <clears throat> I am unaware of what their plans are, but I promise it's up for no good. Probably trying to repeat the big event from years ago. Sometimes when Scrunt messes up on a potion, he just tries it again. To tear another hole in the fabric of the realms. Why else would he need the other members? Well, that's a curious thought, but let's not let's not stall on it. I wish well, them well, whatever they're doing. But if it is against the realm and against the mortals of this world, they cannot win. But, um, if, if if you remain here and the Nightmare King does manage to to free Tukor, if, if, if the others aren't, aren't there to help, they, they'll win. Maybe not in, in the way that, you know, um, you, you originally intended, but from your story, you, you've seen firsthand what happens when when fear and, and anger takes over a world. If, um... I know the Nightmare King is trying his hardest to bring everyone of the Sympaths back, but I, I, I don't know about Tukor. I, I don't know if that's his plan or his goal. We, we don't know where he is or, or what he's up to, only that there are those who... And uh, at this point, he... Uh, Basil looks over to Oxana, trying to choose his words carefully. They will sacrifice anything for their plans. And the Nightmare King, well, he's only got me at the moment. All the more reason for the rest of us to stay put, then. Besides, as he is clearly locked away in his book, perhaps it's not I, something to worry I don't about. Know. He did that creepy thing where he went in your dream, right, V? He has ways. He does. He does seem to have a hold on me, and he sort of took me into his space and said some rude things. Um. So that's concerning, that he has that control over me. Was it that because of the connection that Basil gave you? 
Yeah. <clears throat> I would I um, would assume I had no other which, dealings with him before Basil. No offense. I, um, Basil. No, that's okay. I, I was I was gonna kind of maybe not talk about this particularly, but um so I think the way that the Nightmare King has been influencing the mortal realm is by creating those who can travel between his realm and the mortal plane. People like my birth father. I am... I'm a relative of the Nightmare King. He created uh, boogeymen who could invade people's dreams and in turn create mortals that carried his power and I uh, am one of those individuals. I'm a frightling. Um, And it's a matter of time. And we really need help. Any kind of help. Um, I, I... Well, first, I'm a little insulted that you don't think I would recognize one of my great nephews. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a more that family. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, Oh. So I'd ask of you, Kin. <laughs> I'd ask of you, Kin. What would you have me do? If not... If and when, I was going to say, if and when we need, the world needs to stand against Tukor and Elskar, would you help us? Please? Make a persuasion check. Should let V talk. Damn it, uh, <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Say something. Don't <laughs> seduce me. <laughs> Fuck. Buzzle gets a six. Oh, God. Could I have advantage if I look at her with puppy dog eyes? You do. You do <laughs> have. You do have three temptation dice. Oh my God. Can I? Can I use one of the temptation and, dice? Aren't you a puppy dog? No, I transformed back when we oh, came back. Okay, never mind. I tried. Yeah. Uh, anyone, anyone mind if I use one of the temptations? Sure. Just a ticking time bomb. All right. Um, I will use a temptation dice. Okay, that's an additional. Well, D6. I got a little better. Uh, oh, sorry. Hold on. Let me let me see how that goes. Kacha. That is an extra five, so that is a eleven. Oh God, V seeing that Basil is really not persuasive at all. Uh, v will say, <laughs> and we're open to negotiation. Maybe there's something that we could help you with. But they're choosing to be here on their own. 
Shut are you up, un- are you, are you, are you serious? I, I'm just stating an <laughs> obvious. They're here on their own will. I mean, nobody's keeping yes. them here. I understand that, but if they come and help us, then we could give them something else. That's all I'm saying. I could. I don't have much, but... Well, I am torn. Your friend does remind me of what our duty is. But I do owe you for your good deeds in clearing the temple and helping the Nectar. What would you have me do? Basil looks to me. She's talking. She's talking to V. She is talking to oh. V. Oh, okay. Um, well, I think what Basil was saying before. You know, if if and when it comes comes to it, we we need your help, your powers to help. It. If he gets out and he tries to tear a hole in the fabric of reality, or if he tries to take over, I don't know, and, and control the world or, or something. There are so many bad things that he could do. Also, he wants he wants to make me his wife. I'd like you to undo that as well, because I don't want that. So there's a lot of things that you could help with with your powers. You're saying you're close to a god. <clears throat> I don't know the powers of a god, so I, maybe you can just stop it with Magic or something. I don't know. Or convince him with a conversation. Well, if you don't want to get directly involved, you can just help infuse us with the power to stop him. All that. I was going to give you advantage. But because you do have a dark heart still. Me? <laughs> yep. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. Hmm. Chad, guys, come on! You guys are crazy tonight. <laughs> thank you so oh much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay. Third eye oh my god! <laughs> I rolled a nap one. Oh, that's not. Change your dice. My persuasion though is a plus ten. Jesus, <laughs> oh, you still got eleven. <laughs> you do have two temptation dice. I will use the first one. Okay. That is a five, bringing me to 16. And I will use the second one. Okay. Another five. Which takes us to what? That's hard math. 21. (laughs) 21. Okay. (laughs) Well worth it. Well, well worth it. We know. I don't know yet. She gives a bit of a smile. Well. She looks to Sicarius. You've brought up an interesting point. I would, as I have in the past, be willing to 
like you said, imbue some of my powers. If you're willing to make the pact. And what pact are you referring to? A simple one. One to do right by the people. To bring whatever joy and love you can to this world. I tried to bring love once. It didn't work out too well. Perhaps with my power that might change. So all you need is what? Me to bring happiness to people? The bringer of happiness. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it is it can be strange at first. Awkward at times. When you're not used to it. And no, I don't expect you to trot around like an idiot and a smile on your face. <laughs> but remember the people. Try and bring out the best within them. Even if you don't smile your widest. To try and get someone else to smile is never a bad thing. Seems reasonable. Very well then. So what, so what do I have to do? What say we enjoy our drinks? As she raises her glass to the sky, cheersing to all of you. And as you gulp down the rest of your drinks, the warm feeling continually overcomes you, saturating every pore of your body. A newfound joy and vitality within this life. As each of you arrive at level six, Shit. Hell yeah. You don't know how high I can fly. So now I just smite the Lutheran family with a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> he's so happy as he's bringing his sword down. <laughs> <laughs> and it will make the people of the city happier with getting rid of them. So it all works together. I'm it bringing really joy. <laughs> As you continue to sit down for the <laughs> evening with the Countess, with Grandad, you speak a little bit more about what's been happening on the outside. Grandad explains to you that where the Black Ooze originally came from, that not long ago, from the t caverns above, 
they first heard loud hammering and thumping and banging. Then, not long after that, strange humming noises would come from above. And not long after that, plumes of smoke would billow down that would cling back to the rooftops of the Nectar's cavern. He fears that, well, the black ooze came from above, that what rested on the temple would not be the end. And that to defeat it and truly save the Nectars, one must venture to its source. You continue discussing this. As Valari offers her assistance in at least getting you up to the top level of the cavern. And that all you would have to do is ask. With your time winding short in the mystical forest, she and the rest of the sprites walk you back to the clearing you originally arrived in. Granddad now standing beside you all. She looks to you, Sicarius. If you truly wish to bond, you shall take the scroll with you. But I will leave you that up to you to decide. And as once again she flicks her wrists, you watch as ethereal flower petals now begin to circle in a large oval shape in front of you, faster and faster as the worlds between the pocket dimension of the Bloom Countess and the realm that you're familiar with begins to open once more. Finally making your way through the portal itself. You feel a familiar tugging. As you are brought home. Back. To the temple you started in. There is much to be discussed. There's much to be decided on. There's much math to be finished. How much further will you go within the Underdark? Will Sigarius take the offer of the Bloomed Countess? Or will someone else? All that and more, my friends, are stories for another day. Ah. Oh. What? Damn! Oof. Level six. Gotta figure out how to manipulate both of them. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! So, does if Sicarius takes it, does that mean he's like an oath breaker to the initial person that he's? Hmm. With? No, oh. I just have to spread happiness. I'm not vowing. Oh my a god! Different... Carrie's coming oh, in with flower bouquets, being like, "Oh, bring her." <laughs> it's the best thing. 
you know, just stop being grumpy, be happy towards other people, smiting the bad guys that you know I deemed whoever I deemed to be a bad guy, and then mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. the town so, you know. What a slant paladin. Mm-hmm. Well, the it's offer... a complication. <laughs> Very nuanced. Uh huh. Very good. Very good. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna wrap up for the evening. Guys, thank you so much. What a hell of a night we've had. Great yeah. game, great community, great times had by all, I think, tonight. Um, yeah. Again, thank you for all of your generosity. It was unbelievable. Um, and we are going to do a little bit of raiding for the evening. Uh, hashtag CC Love Raid down in chat when you get over there. We're going to go raid our friends over at Art Hard Studio. They have just gone live. We're going to go check them out. A bunch of great buds over there. If you like them, stick around for the raid. It helps us both. Uh, And hey, if you like them, hit that follow button for them. Show them a little love at the end of the day. It's free. Why not? Right? And hey, you might find a really, really cool D&D actual play for you to watch as well. But with that said, to all the adventurers out there, Whether finding yourself knee-deep in a puddle of black pudding, or in a strange land, changed to your very core, but still amongst friends, I beg you all one word of caution. Be careful out there. You can trip. Guys, we will see you tomorrow night. Love all your faces. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.